5th of June. It was an important day for Baiju's. You know the kind that makes you feel nervous the whole time before it actually arrives. It was the last day for the Attack Unicorn to pay off a 40 million dollar installment of its highest unrated loan, which by the way amounts to a whopping 1.2 billion dollars. While we don't know yet whether Baiju's has cleared the payment or not, there is one thing that we know for sure. If it has failed to pay the 40 million dollars, then the loan will count as defaulted. If you're a regular Daybreak listener, then you'll remember how we have spoken multiple times about the company being in troubled waters. In April, it saw a raid by the Enforcement Directorate, and the investigation came at the worst possible time for the company. At the center of most of its problems right now is this billion-plus dollar term loan. and Baidu's has been doing almost everything it can to get this particular loan restructured but its lenders want a prepayment of 200 million dollars and a higher interest rate for it and all this while the company is dealing with bad press a growth slump and of course thousands and thousands of layoffs and let's not forget how its own accounting firm Deloitte had raised an alarm over some of its questionable accounting practices last year and this dear listeners is not even the end of Baidu's problems all of this is like going back to square one for the edtech giant but also somehow managing to be worse off just about a year and a half ago the same Baidu's had seen its valuation rise from 8 billion dollars to 22 billion dollars it was a time when it seemed like the sun would never set on the Baidu's empire but a week ago BlackRock which is an American asset management company cut the fair value of its shares in Baidu's for the second time and this time it was by a staggering 62% to a little over 8 billion dollars now so to say that Baidu's is in a precarious position right now would be an understatement Welcome to Daybreak, a business podcast from the Ken. I'm your host Nigdha Sharma and I don't chase the news cycle. Instead, thrice a week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Today is Wednesday, the 7th of June. from a valuation of 22 billion dollars to 8 billion dollars now like olina banerjee a writer with the ken very pertinently asked in her latest newsletter what in the financials is going on so olina decided to call up an investor that she's known for a while now because of a conflict of interest and most probably also a sense of deep disappointment in the tech sector this person did not want to go on record But on being asked about their thoughts on this valuation crash, they exasperatedly asked some rhetorical but very revealing questions in response. What were the investors underwriting so far? How is this stuff happening at this level? Byju's isn't a small startup anymore. So, 
Olina very smartly turned these questions around on them because after all they were the investors. I really do not know. That was the person's response. But they brought up the giant Chinese edtech tell as an example to understand what is happening to Baijus. They said that Baijus was on the path to being the next tell. Till regulations hit Chinese edtechs, Tal was one of the many publicly traded education companies in China with a 30 to 40 billion dollar market cap. That could have been Baijus future, but it had other plans. It got into buying a lot of companies and putting together a large valuation. The Ken had actually reported on this strategy when Baijus entered the US market with three noteworthy acquisitions. The company had started acting like a mini private equity firm. The only crucial difference being that unlike private equity firms, Baijus did not have the option to exit these acquisitions. It had to stay and assemble. So since Baijus can't do much except hold on to these acquisitions, a question worth asking is what are they really worth? Stay tuned. If you look at it from the outside, Baijus might have done a far-sighted thing by building a K12 stack. K12 basically is kindergarten to class 12 because the value of the company did grow after that. But now with a fund crunch and reopening of schools, K12 is fast turning into a wasteland. Maybe now it is time for Baijus to put all of its businesses under the scanner. The investor Nolina tried to look at some of Baijus important businesses. The two companies that are actually doing relatively well are Akash, the medical and engineering coaching giant, and Great Learning, another coaching company with physical assets and an online upskilling platform which also has a sizable number of international users. The investor pegged Akash's valuation at 1.5 billion dollars and Great Learning at 400 to 500 million dollars. Now, if we take into account Baijus Core and other businesses, we get a figure that is closer to BlackRock's estimate, around 8 billion dollars. And how did it get to this point? Well, White Hat Junior happens to be the perfect example. The 4-year-old coding for kids startup was acquired by Baijus in 2020 for 300 million dollars. The acquisition is gradually becoming quite a burden for the edtech giant. From the time that it was acquired, White Hat Junior has pulled in over 300 crore rupees in revenue. But its losses were five times that amount. It contributed around a heard to Baijus consolidated losses in the year that ended in March 2021 because Baijus was spending money on White Hat Junior like water the ken had reported how White Hat Junior was spending as much as $2000 to acquire a customer in the US which was its second largest market so will Baijus sink or will it swim coming up next the tiny glimmer of hope that there is for the edtech giant From what we know about Baiju Ravindran, he's not the kind of person who looks back. So what even if Baiju's is not being mentioned all that much within investor circles anymore? The investor that Olina spoke to 
told her that Ravindran is unable to accept a down round like other startups. Basically, he does not want to raise at a lower valuation. Instead, what Baiju's will likely do is try and fatten up our cash before its IPO. In fact, as I record this, news is coming in that Baiju's has said in a statement that it will launch Akash's IPO by the middle of next year. Baiju says that Akash's revenue is on track to reach 4,000 crore rupees with an EBITDA of 900 crore rupees. Akash is already opening new centers at breakneck speed. A report by the Business Standard from June last year said that Akash, under the leadership of Baiju's, planned to add 50 to 60 new centers by the next academic year to meet the market demand. It already has nearly 300 centers now and is also looking to expand space in 100 of them. It is also hiring new employees by the thousands. So clearly, Akash is a great cash flow business for Baiju's. But the investor that Olina spoke to pointed out something really important. They said that it could also have a breaking point if Baiju's puts in too much pressure on Akash too quickly. Internally too, there is not much clarity on how the older leadership of Akash is responding to the Baiju's influence. But if you know Baiju's, then you also know that it is very possible that it may come back with a bang. Right now, all those hopes are latched onto Akash. So the important question is, should Baiju's put all its eggs into the Akash basket? And also, after seeing its valuation free fall from $22 billion to $8 billion, will it now consider focusing more on value rather than just valuation? Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of the Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps, and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdha Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien.